Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Jeff Dolan is the CEO of WAVE, a cloud-based platform that helps podcasters and other audio creators keep marketing on social media simple. He's a podcaster, musician and award-winning filmmaker who loves to encourage creators of all stripes. This episode is great for fellow podcasters and those wanting to influence within social media channels as Jeff and I collaborate on our shared passions. Welcome, Jeff, to The Ethical Evolution. Hey, it's great to be here, Bindi. Now, uh, for those who don't know, know who you are and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Sure. I'm the CEO of Wave. Uh, we are a, an online software as a service company that helps podcasters turn their audio into video for social media. And I also am a podcaster and an artist myself. So I, I kind of try to balance the two. Um, and uh, yeah, over here on the other side of the world from you. <laughs> yes, yes, you're joining us uh, from the east coast of the US. Uh, I've, I was just saying, I've talked to just about everyone in every state this morning, but um, <laughs> I just love talking to other podcasters and I love the fact that you have created a product um, to support podcasters and, and have been able to combine your talents to share this in a way that actually makes an impact. I love that. Um, now, for people who don't know what Wave is, can you go ahead and tell us? Yeah, so it's a way for you to market your audio. So a lot of people have created a podcast or music or a, a talk that they may have done, uh, and they're trying to find a way to get people to hear it, listen to it, market it, get the word out about it. And as you know, in the film world, when a movie, a two hour movie comes out, they don't just share a link to the two hour movie and mm. say, Hey, check it out <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know what it's about or if you want to listen to the whole thing. Right. So you have to have trailers. And so what wave does is we're the equivalent of like the audio trailer. So if you have uh, just a little snippet, a 32nd, 22nd, whatever it is, a, a brief moment that you're sharing you can spread those out across the web and you might have a different angle or a different thing you're talking about that catches the right 
person at the right time where they're like, you know what? I've seen a couple of these now. I'm going to go check out that podcast because that sounds like they're talking about things that are right up my alley. And so that's a much better on-ramp for discoverability than just waiting for somebody to find your podcast on the streaming platforms, right? Mm. Because there's really little discoverability there. There's not many people that go to like, let's say, Apple and just type in like, you know, let me search for this podcast, Mm. right? So you're trying to find people that are already organically talking about what your uh, subject is about. And then you're dropping these little tiny clips. And then over time, those on ramps to to the different topics you're talking about lead into your podcast and grow your community. Now, Jeff, I have a background in digital um, and also radio. So you can see how the two of us are in the same pocket, right? So, yeah. um, so for me, I I do see functionality in different things, and I think mm, this could be better, or that could be better, or you know, like just just optimizing things to be the best they can to provide the best experience. So, um, I've done my research. I did sign up for Wave. I signed up for an account, <laughs> nice. uh, and I did my first little video. Um, so I, I will say that. Uh, for the last few years, I have used a competitor uh, called Headliner, uh, and I'm not yeah. here to endorse them in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, but how is it different in comparison to Headliner? I would say it's very similar. I think where we're trying to differentiate is to really just keep it simple, right? Keep it as simple as possible while also letting you customize uh, the visuals as much as you can. they're a great company, um, you know, and I think we're all serving, you know, the market the best we can. Uh, We just released transcription. So uh, another way to kind of get word out about your podcast is through transcribing it and using that as kind of help for show notes, transcription in your blog, summarizing it for descriptions on LinkedIn or Twitter, things like that. So just finding ways that you don't have to spend a lot of time, but you can create a lot of content. So what we're really focused on is how can we make it as simple as possible? And, you know, I think the temptation is to just continue to try to add as many different buttons and features as you can. And we've actually gone the other way and tried to simplify it down because a lot of our users, I mean, we even have a lot of audiobook authors where it's the first time they've ever tried to do something like this. Mm. And editing just seems like the most daunting task and they'll download something like Descript or Adobe Premiere and they're just like, what is this? Like, I, I'm so confused mm. <laughs> or even like audacity, right. Which mm-hmm. is a free editor. It's just so overwhelming. And, and, you know, they get their audiobook uh, file back and they're like, okay, I got this two hour file. <laughs> How am I going to market it? Yeah. <laughs> and so the, to have that ability to just in three steps, have a video that that you didn't have before without editing is pretty cool. Mm. And there's a lot to unpack here because like there's just so many facets to this. And being a podcaster, um, two of the biggest pressures that we have are time and money. So, yes. you know, a lot of us aren't going to be paying big software fees, um, although I do for Adobe. Um, <laughs> yeah. And because it, because I mean, it's just I, I so functional, right? Um, and it does so many things. It's like the Swiss Army knife. Anyway, um, it is. <laughs> sorry, Adobe. Yes, I do pay. Um, and 
you know, it's one of the things, you know, like if you're not making money from your podcast and you're not monetized, it's really hard to market. So, I mean, how how does Wave help people who are indie podcasters that really want to get exposure without spending heaps of time and money? Yeah, I mean, it really is, it comes down to time or money, right? So, depending on which one you have in abundance, you either have a lot of time or you have a lot of money. And if you don't have either of them, then you, you have, your options are limited, right? So pretty much my advice there would be find one, whoever your audience is that you think you can reach the most, like what's the largest of your audience, figure out who those people are, where do they go? And then pick one way to reach them. And so for example, if you are, I'm just making this up, if you're a, a woodworking podcaster and you're talking about woodworking or building things, there are plenty of online communities and groups, Facebook groups, Reddit groups. I mean, there's all sorts of different communities of people. I'm sure there's Slack groups or Discord, whoever. There's there's communities out there of people that are talking, probably even old school like message boards, right? (laughs) But there are people out there that you can go become a part of their community. And I would just choose, you know, one or two of them. And then, so you're not being obnoxious, right? You're not just going to drop your link to your podcast, like right in there and be like, Hey guys, I'm trying to monetize. Mm. Likewise, you're not even going to drop the audiograms, right? You're, you're, what you're essentially going to do is listen for a while, understand what they're talking about and if you are contributing to that community, then there's already going to be other vendors there that want to reach people, right? And one of the best strategies that I have heard how to go from like, I don't have much time, but I can do my podcast, but I want to monetize it is in any niche, there are vendors that want to uh, partner with content creators to generate content with their brand on it. The fastest and easiest way to monetize is to niche down, right? So you're, you're not going to be, you know, the Joe Rogans of the world. You're, you're going you're gonna to have to niche down. So if I'm a woodworking podcaster, there are woodworking companies that would love for you to be a voice mm. for them that you can create content for them. And you say, Hey, will you sponsor my podcast? hundred dollars, $500, a thousand dollars. I've heard people charging all sorts of different prices. Right. Mm. And you commit to like a season say, Hey, can you sponsor 12 episodes or can you sponsor 24 episodes or whatever it is? And you rack up five or 10 of those. And before you even started your podcast, you got zero, you know, people listening, you've already monetized it. And now Mm. you can start going out and really, picking the people in your community that are, that have an opinion, have a unique style, have something to say. Now you're putting them in the spotlight and putting them on the pedestal while also saying, Hey, this awesome conversation of people in our industry is sponsored by the woodworking company or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Right. And so all of a sudden you're creating content for a brand, they're sponsoring you, you're doing what you love, they're getting in front of people that they want to serve, right? Because they might have a a wood glue or uh, a a certain file or a saw or whatever it is, right? They want to get in front of that audience. You're allowing them to get more visibility and it's a win-win for everybody. So you can, so I would say there's a lot of 
time that you can spend even before you get into the editing, production, and marketing. Now you're leveraging the brand mentioning it, right? You're, you're getting the, the guests that are on it mentioning it. You're getting your own marketing that you can do. And hopefully that frees up your time for you to then do your own marketing, mm. right? So, so then you have some extra t- money, you have some extra time. Now you can start doing the proper, you know, social media, uh, show notes, SEO, audiograms, like you can do the whole podcast marketing strategy and maybe even start monetizing it through other means. But that's the best strategy that I've heard that you can go from zero to hero real quick. Mm, interesting. And, you know, I I actually am a member of the Podcast Academy and I help mentor a number of different podcasters around the world. And one of the things that they come to me for is process and, you know, like how can I streamline things? How can I be efficient with my time and my resources? And uh, quite often I'll help them work out their own processes and and, and all that kind of stuff to try and automate as much as they can um, and just, just not waste time on things I don't really need to do. Um, or or find the hacks in different things that, you know, take less time. So, I mean, how can a a podcaster who's just starting out, from your point of view, know that a software is legit and is going to save them time instead of causing more heartache? Yeah, I mean, this is a great question, and I think it depends on if you look at the spectrum of what I would say just quality, right? The quality of the sound, the quality of the output. Um, there's always a spectrum. <clears throat> so if you, if you think about a home video on your phone, let's say, and a Hollywood film. Mm-hmm. So like in the film world, that's like a spectrum. Yep. You're going to be somewhere, whatever you produce, it's going to be somewhere on that spectrum. And you're going to look in the podcasting world at, am I going to be on my phone or am I going to be on, you know, the most pro mics with the pro editors with everything, right? And am I good enough as a speaker and as a host and all the things to be at that level of just quality of content, right? So you have to be honest. You have to be self-aware. You have to be humble to say, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to start at the most basic level. You can try to buy all the mics if you have the money or try to borrow mics or even rent. I've heard of people renting, mm. you know, the, the the top mics for a week and trying them out uh, at the conference. I was at a ConvertKit conference we were sponsoring last year, and I got a chance to watch a lot of new podcasters that have never done it try some of the professional gear. And it was amazing because they had they put the earphones on. They were like, whoa, this sounds so much better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, you're in my head. This is amazing. Um, And so it's really cool to see, you know, a a non-podcaster or maybe a new podcaster try some of the better gear. But I think, and I just wrote a a a blog about this uh, last week, but if you start with the idea, to get back to your process question, the idea that I just want to get through the entire process as your first step. Mm-hmm. I think that helps so much to free yourself from trying to get it all perfect the first time, right? Because we get the perfectionism. Mm-hmm. We want to look good, our names on it, the whole thing. But if you're just looking at it like, I'm going to test this out, I'm going to just practice, then really what it boils down to is you get your phone out, you hold it like this, 
you hit the little recording app on there, the little audio recording app, and you just talk into it like you would on a phone. And then you go like this to the other person if you're a guest. And if you're not, if you're solo, that's fine. And you take it into, uh, if you don't want to do um, editing, you don't have to necessarily, but you can try to do what's called um, pre-production or live editing if you can, if you if you're, have some planning to it. You can have your topics ready. You can even, I, I've even seen people like, play music just in the room as they're mm. right. Like it's totally live mixing. So you're just there in the room, you have some music, you're, Hey, this is what, I, and then you're interviewing people, right? You can do it with your phone. That's the most basic absolute. Now you're not done. And a lot of people, when they think, okay, I've, I've got the file on my phone, like I've got the podcast. Okay. Maybe, but there's a lot of other steps. As mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you got to figure out how do you distribute it to a streaming platform, right? How do you get it now? If you can go from, I'm going to plan the podcast, I'm going to plan what my topic is, who am I going to interview, am I going to talk, what am I going to talk about, what is the title of this, what are my topics, I'm going to outline it, I'm going to know exactly what I'm going to say, I practice it even, then I hit record, and then I say it, maybe I'm reading it, right, maybe I don't want to do an interview. So you, you do pre-production, you plan it, you write it, you get it, you record it, and then you distribute it. Okay, now you've gone through the whole process. Now I would add another process onto it, which is the marketing of it. And I can even say, if you, this is what I wrote in my last blog, but call your friends on the phone and say, hey, I just released my first practice podcast. Can you go listen to it and tell me what you think? Mm. All three people, (laughs) like on the phone, like call them like, hey, (laughs) right? This is the most basic bottom line, right? So that is your marketing step, right? And if that took you five minutes or 10 minutes, okay, great. You, everyone can do that. Uh, most people in the world can do that, right? So, okay. So you've planned it, you've recorded it, you've distributed it, and you've marketed it. You've just done all the steps in the podcast. Everything from here, when you finish that, everything from here is just higher quality of what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. So now you're moving on the spectrum. So now you buy a mic, you practice your ums and your ahs, you focus down, you niche down better, you get better guests, you, right? You're just, you get, you hire an editor, you get sponsors, right? Everything is just a journey along that spectrum to get to a higher quality. And I think we're all on that journey, right? We're all trying to get better in, in our craft and what we're doing. And I don't think you ever arrive. I think we're always finding, like you said, like these shortcuts or ways to be efficient or more quality with less effort, less work. And so that's the fun of it. And and a lot of people that do it for a long time, they find that they they do love it. Because if you don't love it, you're not going to be in the game very long. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like the, the turnover of shows that don't continue is quite high, isn't it? Because it is a commitment. It takes a lot of work to do it well and to do it professionally. And if you want to make a career out of it, that like it, it's like anything, you've got to commit to it and you've got to be consistent um, because it's it's the way to actually get anywhere in this podcasting world. But, um, you know, I have so many people I have so many different conversations with podcasters where they're like, no, this software is the best. No, this one's the best. You know, like all of the different editing software or, you know, the the, the 
marketing software that they use as well. And, you know, it's for me, it's come down to what works best for you. Um, right. Not yep. every product's going to be the same. Um, everybody's going to have a different experience. Everybody's brain works in a different way. Um, and they want to market in a different way too. Um, and also, you know, I'm old school. I've I've come through digital in the last 20 years. And so I know how to do things from scratch. So it's like, you know, I build things from the ground up. I don't, you know, it, it only just recently would I use something like Canva um, for social media. Uh, because I was old school Adobe all the way, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's as you test out new software and do different things, you find what fits you better, what gives you better results in social media, which leads me to my next question, Jeff, and that is, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment with different social media channels, TikTok in particular in the States, mm-hmm. um, and how they want to shut it down um, or not have access to it. Does that bother you as a CEO? It, it it really doesn't. I mean, I think it, they've politicized it so much that I don't think it's necessarily about TikTok, right? Because obviously the U.S. trades with China all the time. Mm. Like we are trade partners. So the, it's kind of silly to me that, you know, they're targeting TikTok as like, you know, some reason to ban it when Facebook and Twitter and all the other ones have been doing the same exact thing the whole entire time. So mm. why why TikTok, right? So I think it's highly politicized and it's overblown. The reality of it is, is that while some creators have built their careers on TikTok and gotten famous or gotten notoriety or launched businesses on TikTok, that's not the smartest way to go if you're trying to build uh, an audience, right? You want to be on multiple platforms or off platform as far as your audience. So you want to have their email, their phone numbers, you you want to have a way to access your community without relying on one platform. So if you started on TikTok and, and, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've seen people where they're like, Hey Jeff, I just want to start putting my audio clips out. I'm not even going to do a real podcast. So I've talked to podcasters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you call them that, but I've talked to folks that they just put little ideas out in the world. Right. And they'll go straight from like creating waves on socials with no podcast. They'll do this on YouTube as well, right? Mm. They'll literally just record their thoughts, make a little wave video, put it out there and see what what clicks. And if it clicks and these certain topics that they're talking about uh, do really well, then they might go backward and start a podcast on those. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of the younger generation that does this really well on TikTok and Instagram stories where they're, they're actually just creating these little short videos to see what catches, see what's hot. And they'll base it on the engagement and how many views and likes they get. Then if any of that does well, they say, okay, now I'm going to create a legit YouTube channel around that, or I'm going to move to a different platform, maybe create a podcast. Right. So they kind of go the other way. Whereas I think old school, we're creating the long form content and then saying, how do I market this with short form content? Mm -hmm. So it's like the generational divide is very different. Mm. Um, So as a CEO, like I look at it, like the pot, the podcast softwares, they're all going to come and go. The social media platforms are all going to come and go. The core thing you need to be worried about or not worried about, but focused on is, am I connecting with my audience? Because they'll follow you no matter what platform comes out. It's the reason why once you get a certain name and a certain niche, 
you just tell your audience where to go next. Hey guys, we got this uh, thing mm-hmm. called Mastodon now. Like <laughs> we're moving over there or whatever it is, right? Whatever the new software is. Like we're moving all over here now. Oh, TikTok banned. Who cares? We're moving over here now. I'm going to be talking on this platform. Uh, so I did. it doesn't really concern me. I think there's plenty of social media platforms uh, out there to choose from. Some of us that are ambitious try to be on all of them which I think can be just overwhelming, Mm. (laughs) but pick one, pick the one that you most want to build on. And then as soon as you get some critical mass, start telling them, Hey, I'm going to move to the next one. I'm going to move to the next one. Um, Just try not to spread yourself too thin. So in using wave, um, when we look at the different social media channels from your opinion in knowing the product as well as you do, where do you think you get your biggest bang for buck in social media channels using wave video? Yeah. So the audiogram format is, I would say a supplement to your other content. Uh, Some people try to use it as like the only thing they post, but obviously if you have the talent or the desire, mix it up. So quotes from your podcast, do quote cards, do live video, live face on video, um, if you're, if you're filming video, this is becoming very popular now where a podcaster is also a YouTuber. If you film yep. it, <laughs> yeah. film the conversation and put that on YouTube, right? YouTube lets you do clips that are video, but where I think wave really is powerful is when you, when you get your video in wave, you download it to your device, like you download it to your computer. And when you upload that to any social media, when you're scrolling on, say, Instagram, it starts playing mm. in the feed, right? And so that's a really powerful thing because you natively uploaded that to the platform that is that you're putting it on, right? So that that native autoplay is what's going to catch somebody's eye, and those waveforms that are moving is something different that people haven't don't see a lot. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. What is that? Oh, cool. So it's just a stand out, stop the scroll. But the difference is if you try to load, let's say a link to a YouTube video or something external, Mm. most native platforms don't autoplay that material, Mm. right? They don't autoplay those videos. It's just a a play button on a thumbnail. And so when you scroll by, there's no movement in that at all. And so what Wave tries to differentiate on is like when you scroll on a Wave native video, it's automatically playing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And if you have captions, there's a lot of people that are maybe scrolling at night, their spouse is there trying to sleep or something, and they're just, they can read the captions. So they don't even have to hear the audio. Mm -hmm. So now you're reaching people that even though your main uh, art is audio, they're reading it, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or they're, or they're seeing something moving and they're like, what is that? So I think that's where we're trying to kind of carve out that niche. Whereas we're not going to compete with the millions of apps that are out there trying to help, you know, video editing or making it flashy on, you know, face on video or we're dancing on TikTok or whatnot. Um, there's, there's plenty of video, there's plenty of video editors for that. And that's where it gets really complicated. That's where you really have to spend a lot of time and, and develop your talent. Whereas creating an audiogram is very, very simple. Mm. So in terms of growth at Wave at the moment, how's it going? Like, how's it taking off? Yeah, so we have saw the most growth in the company during COVID. Mm. <laughs> so that was where everyone all of a sudden was like, 
wait a minute, I'm stuck at home. Mm -hmm. Let's start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so we saw this enormous, uh, just wave (laughs) of of users, uh, that, that came onto the platform. And then as is normal and expected, you see the pod fade, right? So when everybody started going back to work, they, and, and, and when everybody was realizing, wow, this is actually some work. So I gotta Mm. be good at this. I gotta actually develop and get better. We saw a lot of people fall off, right? And we saw a lot of people um, just kind of quit. The number one reason Wave users or any of these um, podcasters uh, stop using these platforms is because they stop creating, right? Mm -hmm. They they just stop. And they're like, I'm on pause. I'll be back soon. But I'm taking a break from my podcast because, you know, for whatever reason. And so uh, I think it's become, the audiogram has become a tool in your arsenal, but it's not the be all end all. Mm. It's just one of those things that we can use to mix it up a bit, like you were saying. And, you know, I just, I love to see the way different podcasters market, like some people are just genius. They really are. And then other people, you're just like, please just don't, (laughs) don't do that to anyone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But you know, one thing I try to help podcasters with, and I'm actually writing a little book, Jeff, um, cool. um, which is about cultivating connections because you can have a conversation and you can have a connection. There's a difference, yes. you know. Yes. You know, you were talking before about process and, you know, when I first started out doing podcasting after radio, I I was so planned, you know, I had to know everything that was going to go past that microphone. And so my first podcast, everything, it came from a blog. So I'd write the blog first and then that would be my script for the podcast. And then over time, I then got into another show where I was doing person-to-person interviews in a professional studio and, uh, and then that then went to virtual and then I created this. <laughs> so nice. it now... I don't have any preparation. People get a little bit put off by it because I'm just like, no, we'll just go off the fly. And they're like, but how am I going to know what I'm talking about? I'm like, it's fine. You'll be fine. You'll be (laughs) fine. Um, But the thing that I love the most about podcasting is, you know, back in the day when I used to do those person-to-person interviews, these were with people who've never been interviewed before in their life. They'd never been on a podcast and they were so nervous and the amount of times people say oh I hate my voice um I'm like well you better get used to it because the only one you got um (laughs) but um I would love seeing them come in and be so nervous and just like so anxious I'm like it's okay I got you you're gonna be fine (laughs) <laughs> and we get through the end of it and they their energy would completely shift. They love it. They were yeah. like just beaming and they were like, yeah. can we do it again? And I was like, right. that is what I love is seeing that shift in people from, you know, oh, I don't know what's going on here to, wow, that was amazing, you know, like 100%. just to see that shift in people. And I think, you know, when we do a podcast, I'm all about the message. I'm all about the mission. It's, I, I don't see the point in getting behind a microphone just to talk shit basically I'm here for yeah. a purpose and I want to see other people do it for a purpose and also to make a change in the world. Like this Great. is a powerful medium if we make it the is. most of it. It really is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's super exciting to see that light go off and they're like, wait a minute, I can do this. And it it's funny too because there's a lot of folks that if they can just get a little bit of bravery to to record on a podcast – it just unleashes so much 
that they've been holding back their whole lives, right? Because they finally realize, like, I don't have to be on camera. I don't have to worry about makeup or lights or Mm -hmm. what I'm wearing or anything. Like, I can just be myself. And it definitely communicates through on a podcast. And I would argue, this is something interesting, as I've gone from doing podcasting to trying to do YouTube, the editing process is totally different. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm editing just for audio only... I can really craft the story, whereas I could we could talk and have a conversation and pick up a conversation later that dovetails nicely into something we said in the beginning. And we can, I can edit that all around and it sounds totally natural. Like we were, that's the conversation we had, even though it was in bits and pieces. Whereas if it's a visual with it and I have to edit the video with it, I can't really do that because it would be disjointed and mm. you know that something was off because you're looking at the visual like, wait a minute, like his water was way fuller last (laughs) time and then it just emptied and like something was weird that happened there. Right. Like he took his hat off or whatever. And so I've, I've realized that with the editing process, you can, you can make a much more efficient and engaging podcast than you can the video. Mm. Now, of course on the video, you have the visual, but I've just, the, the editing on the video of it just takes, takes a lot of it out of it right Mm. for for them when you compare it to podcasting so yeah it's it's amazing that it's an art in its own in its own stance in its own platform right yeah and you know different podcasters have different talents as well you know like I was just chatting to a friend of mine in Canada who um, has a background in videography so her promotions are, are brilliant you know like she does amazing things on social and it's huge on TikTok. And here I am. Yes, I can do video editing, but it takes me a little longer because, you know, my, my specialization is audio. So I'm like, mm, I can get there, but it takes me a while longer. Right. So, you know, yeah. while we all have our own special talents, we use them in a different way. Um, and I think if we can learn to leverage our talents, like that's where we shine. 100%. And and that I think every one of us has to decide what that is and explore that, right? So I encourage everybody listening to say, you know, try out writing blogs, try out writing long LinkedIn post um, text, right? Try doing a podcast, try recording yourself, try getting on video, right? Like try all the different things, see what you like. Some people like drawing, draw, right? Some I love the Instagram and and folks that get on and just draw the little doodles, right. Mm -hmm. Or like share their art. And that's amazing. Like Mm -hmm. if that's your medium, like do that. Some people like crafting and making things like just take pictures of it, put it on Instagram. Right. So there's so many different ways that you could express yourself and, and talking might be one of your best ones. And if it is a great, like explore that, embrace that, but it's all different. And even I would say, I've asked this question a lot, over the past year but the the whole idea of like are these new social media platforms like a new art form and i and i'm i'm always leaning towards the yes because i'll give you an example like if you look at one of our creators um amy porterfield she is excellent at social media Mm. (laughs) and she'll She'll mix it up so well that it's just, it's amazing to watch because she'll have a face on video. She'll do like a carousel, right? 
like like stories on Instagram or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even Pinterest. I mean, she's on all the platforms, but she'll do she'll mix it up so well that it's so varied and so um, engaging that you're just like, wow. So for instance, she'll have like face to video. Hey everybody, I'm doing a new book signing, da da da, whatever. Then you click the next one. It's a quote card. Then the next one, it's a audiogram of her podcast that she did with somebody, right? With all the information to click here, do this. It's a cool clip. You click again. It's like, you know, a fun picture with some effect on it, right? You click again. It might be another quote card. You quick click again. It's like another video of face on video, her explaining something. It's just, it, it's its own art form from the standpoint of you're creating content in a way that mixes media, Right. And it's short. It's just its own. It takes a special talent to do that. Absolutely. And I know there's some people um, I know very well who you, you'll take a sneak peek at their stories and you're just like, you, you've been lost there for a few minutes because there's so much variety and it's so engaging. You care so much that you just, you're invested in it. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm bloody just looking at a story. Can we move on? <laughs> you know? So it's, there's some people who, yeah, it is it is an art and they can just do it effortlessly. And yeah. I just loved and, – and this is the thing, I think, if we were to give anyone a tip is really look at what other people are doing. Learn from the people that are doing it really right. well. Right. Mm. True. Yep. And, and I think too, like experiment with it because you new, new ways of expressing on the platforms themselves. I mean, Mm. there's all sorts of interesting things that I've seen people do just on, uh, I think it's Instagram lets you like, which is, which platform lets you do like the duets where there's like two screens and you're reacting. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many creative things just on that Mm -hmm. where you're not even the one creating the content, but you're reacting to the content. Yeah. I mean, some people just laugh and it's hilarious. Like their talent is they just have an an infectious laugh. Mm. Right. Or right. And they're just reacting to stuff. And I mean, whole careers are built off this. I know. Where's the one guy (laughs) that he just goes like this. Yes. Oh my God. He's huge, isn't he? He's absolutely huge. Like people doing stupid things when they could be doing them really simply. Um, right. And and there's yeah. people like who, um, that I don't know if you've seen on TikTok because I get like, go down the rabbit hole sometimes. Um, <laughs> but the, the people who make like really stupid recipes, like they're just putting everything oh, into right. one dish right. and it's just like, and then someone's there doing a duet on it and they're commenting on everything in a really funny <laughs> way. And they've like gone huge just from commenting on someone doing something stupid. Like, Absolutely. And, and this is the other thing that I think is really interesting is you can find your, I don't know what I, what you would call, it's kind of like a hook, like a, like a creative hook. Yeah or a visual hook or something that you're known for. That's just entertaining. It could be the most simple thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I saw one the other day where all it was, was the guy every morning when he drove to work for 20 minutes, he would like just talk about like anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he'd like make funny voices and like sing, you know, like he'd do whatever he'd be himself for 20 minutes in the morning, but he would do it every day that he went to work consistently at the same time, he'd go live, he'd do it. And so people just started over time. If you're, if you show up enough, people grew to love him and Mm want to hear him. And, you know, is that a podcast? No, not necessarily, but he's doing what a live radio host would do. Mm. He's, and then all those, all that content that was live, 
he can repurpose into a podcast, right? And, mm-hmm. and syndicate it across all the platforms and you can listen to it whenever you want. So all these, you know, different hooks or different things that you figure out that's like, hey, this is what I want to do. I think the reason people, uh, e- they're either afraid to do it or they're not doing it long enough to find out if it's going to catch on. Mm. Right. Yeah. And even like musicians. I mean, there was, there's an, a musician, a rapper named Russ, and I think he did it for like, he took a, a page out of Casey Neistat's book and Casey Neistat is a YouTuber that basically did a, a vlog every day, a video blog for like two years straight every day. <laughs> wow. And I mean, so what he did was he said, okay, if you can do that, I can write a song every day. Wow. Which seems crazy to most artists, right? Because they hold precious the fact that it takes a long time mm-hmm. to develop, write a song, r- record all the parts, like do the thing. He was like, no, no, no. Every day I'm going to do a song. Create a beat, melody, and rap over it. That's it. Simple. And I'm going to just come up with it every day, no matter what. And then I'm going to put it out there. Right. So he's just going to upload it to Spotify as soon as he's done with it. And sure enough, I think he did it for over a year, maybe even longer. And now he's a worldwide touring artist, all independent. That's insane. Isn't it funny how a social media platform can make a whole career? Like it can change your life. 100%. Like who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think if you are too precious about the art and I've struggled with this myself, mm. You just don't put out stuff because you're, you're like, well, it's not perfect. It's not, you know, it's not what I would, it's probably not the level that I see in my head. Okay. So your options are you do it so that you get better or you don't do it and then you never do it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, with me and the guests that I have, like um, I, I talk about this a lot and it's going to be part of my book is, you know, I, I, I can read your energy before I even meet you. And so I know that we're going to have this connection and that we could talk all day if we really wanted to. Um, <laughs> so I know that before you've even sat down. And so that's taken me a long time to develop. And yeah. in the beginning, if I had this gut feel that, oh, this just isn't sitting right, I wouldn't publish it. I was just like, that nah, nah. Like it just didn't align and mm. I just felt this resistance. And so I, I've got a pretty good strike rate at the moment and, um, yeah, it's very rare for me to have someone on this show lately that is not, you know, setting the screen on fire, really. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and I think that is a talent too, right? Being a host, being a good host, knowing what questions to ask, that's a talent. That's a real talent. And you can develop it too, but yeah, I'm with you. There are certain people that they're just not not natural and it's forced. Mm. And as a host, if you are in that situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about where it's like pulling teeth to get yeah. a conversation yeah. moving and it's very difficult. And yeah, I mean, there are times where you choose not to publish, right? And that's mm. okay. But I think as long as you're moving forward and you're and you're trying and you're doing more podcasts and you're publishing those, you're going to get better. And even in the ones that are duds, you can redeem them by editing it down. If your normal show is an hour or half an hour, maybe that episode's only five minutes. Mm, yeah, and <laughs> no I mean, one's going to tell on you. It's never a loss, you know. It's it's a learning, isn't it? So. Oh, and Jeff, like I could, 
seriously talk to you all day. Like we have similar passions and, and I know we're on the same page, but, you know, we could go on all day, but we probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but for those people who haven't signed up to Wave yet, where can they go? Just go to wave.co, wave with two Vs, W-A-V-V-E dot C-O, and you can sign up for a free account. Uh, that gives you enough to do like a 30-second clip uh, a week uh, for free, and then you get two f- files of any length to transcribe. So you can transcribe a video or uh, an audio, and you'll get the full transcription uh, broken down by speaker. It'll put it in paragraphs, punctuate it, all that good stuff. Amazing. Uh, now, I've got the last big question for you, Jeff. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say, I would say be kind to yourself. I think so much, so many people are just so hard on themselves mm. about everything. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to them taking it out on others, right? Because they're just not happy. Uh, and so I'd say, be kind to yourself, treat yourself as you would your best friend, because you're all you got <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully if, if more of us do that, we can, um, be kinder to each other. Mm, it's just a ripple effect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jeff, I have loved every minute with you. Thank you for being a part of the ethical evolution. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.